Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast. I'm here with Kieran Kirk, the General Manager of IMGS. How are you doing, Kieran? Hey, Ronan, how's it bad? Good, good, good. Tell us a bit about your background. Hey, I'm, well, I'm, and I, I was um, with IMGS and in the IT industry for nearly 19 years. Um, I started off as a programmer doing Visual C++, I did my degree in, in Dundalk IT. I joined IMGS um, 17 years ago, and I, well, uh, 16 years ago, sorry, yeah. and I was the first engineer in IMGS. At that time, we're a GIS company. So we worked with a local government and utility organizations providing their geographic information systems. So everything from managing their, in ESB's case, managing the electrical network, which is very apt this week with yep. the weather because they'll have uh, some serious issues with outages and things, to working with local government and providing web map solutions, providing maps online and things like that. So, yeah, I've been working in that industry for about, with IMGS for 17 years, 16, 17 years now, and working on all areas of enterprise solutions from uh, central database systems, integrating with things like SAP to web front ends to mobile solutions as yeah. well. So covering the whole gamut of, of IT architectures and, and, and solutions. And what do IGMS actually do? Um, so, well, we were originally, as I said, a, a GIS company. Yeah. And... But in the last few years, we've evolved so that now data intelligence and information is at the core of what we do. So we provide solutions, automate data flows, visualize information, and power data insights for a variety of customers, uh, as I said, including local authorities, government agencies, utilities and communication organizations. So while our background over a decade ago was very much in the GIS area, over the last few years, we very much got involved in data integration and data migration, so powering data in the organization, either moving it from legacy systems into into new age systems or even providing integration flow lines so that you can build things like data warehouses, build web portals. So put, taking data from silos and putting them into a data warehouse so that information can be shared for analytical purposes or, or, or other reasons. All right. And tell us about your partnership with IMGS and Advanced Metadata. Well, as I said, over the last couple of years, we've evolved the company to focus more. We see a big drive in the market towards the need for data integration. And um, because of this big move to be towards big data and the move towards uh, the uh, analytics, the need to actually bring data together in a governed way is becoming more and more important. So looking at this and looking with the advent of all these data regulations down the line, we expected that organizations would be coming to us looking for a data governance platform, looking to have their data brought together in a managed way and to ensure that there's no ungoverned data in the organization. So we then approached Advanced Metadata, who are a company who are, who are driving uh, who have developed a cutting edge of technology tools to deliver full transparency of complex environments, including a strategic approach to identifying problem areas with data lakes, data stores, enterprise architecture, and data management. So five years ago, 10 years ago, IT architectures were a lot more simple than organizations. You might have a central database or two. You might have all these systems under simple control, you know, in a server room, and everything was kind of easy, 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 relatively easy to manage. 
the data sizes weren't that big and the data amounts or data coverage wasn't that big. Now, in today's architecture, we're seeing organizations who have data on-premise, who have data in the cloud, and even have data in multiple cloud operators. So they might have it in Azure, they might have it in Microsoft, and they may even be using software as a service in the cloud, like Office 365. So their data is no longer in one location. It's no longer in one database. People with their own little applications now, also in organizations, have the ability to create their own little data stores to use, you know, unstructured data or applications that are out of the control of IT. And this is really, and then add to this the growth of big data, add to this, you know, click sense, you know, all, all these variety of ways now of information is being gathered through sensors, through the Internet of Things, through the move towards big data lakes such as Hadoop. All these kind of drive and change in technology means that data is now growing exponentially but can actually grow out of control. So data governance is actually a very big challenge now for organizations moving forward. How do they control this big splurge of data? How do they control data that is no longer in one silo or in a few silos on one server or on one server farm, data that's scattered across the world in different environments and different storage formats and still ensure that there's not, you know, rogue data, that information isn't being used incorrectly, that that whenever they go to do analytical programs that they are analyzing the right information and not just the information that they've got on hand. So we can see this big challenge, and advanced metadata have developed a suite of solutions to meet this challenge by being able to, with the IT trust, to go across the IT networks to go into both structured and unstructured data and find out where is there information that could be outside of data governance that could be causing issues. And unstructured data, I think, is a key one. It's something that, again, we've only learned about in the last few years. It's a new term. It's, it's, we're all used to having data in a database, but more and more now data, like if it's a Twitter feed or if it's a uh, Internet of Things sensor coming in, you've just got this whole heap of data information being dropped onto a, a Hadoop database or into a data lake or whatever it is. And how do you, how do you, how do you manage that unstructured information? How do you have it in such a way that you can find out what's good data, what's bad data, and what is data that could be causing you to breach certain regulations? And this brings us on to GDPR, which is one of the big things that uh, advanced metadata, not only regulation that they help manage, but it's one of the reasons that we're looking at it today. Because it actually helps our customers find their potential breaches of GDPR. You mentioned GDPR. Can you just briefly explain what actually it is? Yeah, so, so, so GDPR is, um, it's the, the, the letters that stand for General Data Protection Regulation. And, it, you know, it's, it, it, it's been talked about as this big new thing that's, you know, big scary beast out in the world. And it's, it, it's just come from the EU. But actually what it does is it harmonizes a lot of data privacy laws that have been in existence in Europe for a long time and brings them under one banner, which is GDPR, and it replaces the Data Protection Direct Directive 9546 EC. So what the idea of it is, is to protect and empower EU citizens' data privacy and to reshape the way organizations across the region approach data privacy. So it, it, it's in essence one law that's coming in in May, um, 
And it, 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 it's going to force people to look at their data privacy, look at data protection. And while I, I've worked in the geospatial industry and we've had, you know, data governance rules like Inspire and things like this that have come in before, but they've never had any teeth. They've never had any, you know, real substance to them. So people, yeah, you know, they might, they might follow them, they may not. In the case of GDPR, the penalties are extreme. So it's either um, 4% of your annual global turnover or 20 million, whichever is biggest. And that, now, if you're someone like Google or if you're someone like Facebook or you're, you know any multinational company, or even in, in, in Ireland's case, if you're a national electric customer or a company or you're any kind of large organization, these kind of penalties are extreme and are very... Um, very scary, you know. So, yeah. so now organizations have to take seriously the whole area of personal information, of data protection, of citizen data. So under that, there's data subject rights. So, you know, the people, when you are using personal information in your systems, you have to be conscious of these data subject rights. So one of the big areas now that's going to drive a lot of change is the right to access. So anybody from May 25th can come into any organization and go, I want you to give me your, the data you have about me. Mm -hmm. So now, that's all fine if you have one customer database and one customer table and all the information is in that table. But big organizations could have customer information scattered across a number of sources. And again, this is where it brings into this whole unstructured data issue. The issue with unstructured data is you could have information about Kieran Carrick as a customer in an email. Yeah. You could have information about Kieran Carrick as a customer in a spreadsheet on a file sheet, file share somewhere. So this information needs to be extracted if you are to be compliant with the right to access, if you are to be compliant with the right to allow people to get their data. Also, this then brings into another thing. I could have been, for my sake, a customer with Vodafone on my mobile bill. I move to uh, three. Yeah. So I have the right to go to Vodafone and say, actually, Vodafone, I'm done with you guys. So forget me. I want you to delete all information about me from all your systems. Now, again, the simple answer to that is just delete. You know, mm -hmm. but what happens if there's a, if I, maybe in another organization, I have systems that they may have to come back to me at a later stage and ask me information about. So it's not just a case of deleting blankly. You have to take a, a measured approach as to how you delete if someone asks to be forgotten. That right to be forgotten is also known as the data, data erasure. Mm -hmm. So it's just getting rid of that information and that you don't need to store. So, and again, for organizations, that's a complex issue. So if you're a security agency, if you're a police force, or, you know, there's certain information you have to keep for, you know, not obvious reasons, but then there's certain things you have to get rid of. So mm -hmm. understanding your, how you're storing any personal information is very important. That also, if I ask, I can, as long as we ask to forget, I can ask for the data, my personal data, to be provided to me in a readable format. So I can be provided that data, you know, in a, in a spreadsheet or something I can read, something I can use. So again, how you get that data out of systems into that format. And this means going forward, organizations have to show that when they're implementing systems, that they're privacy, that they're using privacy by design, that they're looking at 
the design of their systems to protect the information. Now, a lot of our customers would have been very sensitive to that in anyway, but this just brings it on to another level. So even I've even seen in the last couple of months tenders been issued by software for, by customers for software solutions, and there's now a tagline and tender saying this must comply with GDPR. Yeah. So um, it also means before, you know, we used to be on a website and click on something and it'd say, oh, yeah, accept my information rights or whatever. Um, and it was always a bit, maybe a big heap of legal terms that people might not understand. So they just go, okay, I'll click yes on that. Mm-hmm. Now, when they're designing systems, you have to make it very clear what you're storing and how and why. It cannot be a whole heap of legal terms. It has to be very straight and simple. We're going to store this about you. If we need to, we're not going to store this about you because we don't need to. So they, they are very important. So it, it's, this is really, it's taking all these existing EU laws, harmonizing them, and putting, in a nutshell, some very significant fines on top if organizations are not compliant. And that's the big piece. Now, I suppose anyone listening to this goes, oh, God, this is another Y2K. It's just an excuse for IT companies to sell heaps of services with this big boogeyman of an issue coming down the line. The difference between GDPR and Y2K is Y2K was going to happen on the 1st of January year 2000, and once it was done, it was done. GDPR after 25th of May does not go away. It is there for life. This is something you have to implement, and you have to continue to manage and to govern. And that's where our relationship with, with, with advanced metadata comes in because they can provide a solution that not only gives you up front a um, report to see how compliant you are as of today, but also provide a sustainable solution that will automatically find issues in the future so that you can continue to be compliant, which is, which is what is important. Again, I suppose on GDPR, again, people would say this is just a pain it's just an EU law, it's going to cost money, and it's not going to d- deliver any value. Well, I, I'd actually disagree with that. I would say, you know, understanding your data better means that you can do better analytics, means that you, you know, you can streamline the system, that you can ensure you're having a bad data, which means in, a, in, in the long run, you will have operational efficiencies and possibly even capital efficiencies by making better decisions. And also, I guess, it means that... Uh if if you see if you have a customer who wants to keep using you, and they say you're complying with GDPR, they're going to stick with you because no data safe. Yes, yeah, definitely. And and, and again, um, I I've talked to organisations who have used GDPR as one of the rules, one of the reasons that they've done a better customer profiling, you know, of their organisation. But once they understood where all their customer data, they were better able to to respond to the market. So they've actually now know, like there's a, an organization in the UK that works with a partner of ours called Talent, and they did 360-degree profiling of their customers so that they could respond quicker to market demands, so that they were able to use analytics to figure out, well, actually, this product is now selling um, better, so we need to order more of this from our supplier. And it actually got so good that their suppliers are now buying the analytical information off them because they're making better decisions from it. So I think the governance is good practice, It's, but it does, it will improve organizations. And we talk about organizations becoming data agile, organizations who are, who are getting a competitive advantage from 
using data better. Not just using data to store somewhere or to answer a question, but to use data to drive their organization. And again, that's the upside if you start implementing these kind of measures. So uh, uh, I guess with that software platform you're using with, uh, you're going to be using with Mountain Data, that will help your, your clients com- comply with GDPR regulations? Yes, so it, it, it'll help. It, it helps do the compliance. It will, it uses machine learning to go into your organization. It's a kind of, a, it, it's a kind of a approved IT body that goes across your network in a, as, as an application. It will then go into data stores, go into both structured and non-structured data and find your issues with, uh, and provide a compliance report to tell you you know, where are your issues with meeting GDPR. Now, we we do see that once you build this, then there is need for, you know, for the right to be forgotten, for the being able to analyze this data better, to build a more integrated platform. And actually, we, that's where we've partnered up with some other partners, Talent, who I mentioned already, they're a, a NASDAQ company who are uh, one, the only um, IT company to be in the Gartner top quadrant for data integration and data quality who hasn't got revenue under one billion. So we're now their partner in Ireland. We're very excited about what they can do because they can build a full integration governance platform to bring the data into a data warehouse and then that data warehouse could be stored. So we also partner with uh, Microsoft for Azure if people want to put their data warehouse in the cloud. And we also partner with another company called Hedera who allow you to build a, a cloud infrastructure on Hadoop, either on-premise or in the cloud as well. So we actually now, between all our partners, can provide you with a complete GDPR solution from analyzing to see your compliance to building an integration platform so that people can then very quickly do the right to be forgotten or to extract personal information on request or, or even just to provide a, a complete 360 degree of the customer. That's good to know because I guess right now uh, people are, are, are hearing all about GDPR now that they've been reassured about stuff like from you guys are doing that it's not really as bad as it made out to be and that you can be compliant, you can be safe. That That's good news. Yeah, and I, I don't think, like there's there some organizations approach is to throw everything out and build a whole lot of new platform to, to meet GDPR. We don't think you need to do that. We think by it, doing your compliance reporting to figure out where your issues are, and then taking it piece by piece, either implementing a process so that you can extract customer information for the answer to those free information requests, or having a process, a metadata solution that tells you where all your customer data is by analyzing your existing data stores, and then saying, well, actually, we've got customer data stored in these 10 locations. So if we need to change any of that customer data, we know where to go. And it's doing it piece by piece and not having this big scary monster that some might call GDPR. And I guess, for example, if somebody, for example, is using like software, you can more or less tell them that if you have the software offline, it can only be touched internally, that can more or less make you comply with GDPR as well, I guess. Yes, definitely, yes. So it'll, 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 it'll get them a report every week or whatever, and then that'll, that'll work. Or they can use the cloud-based version, which can come in and, and check as well. Well, Kieran, that, that's good to hear. Thanks very much for that enlightening conversation about GDPR and, and uh, IMGS. And I uh, hope you have a good day with the weather and all, and uh, take care and talk soon. Thanks, everyone. I really appreciate it. Very Thanks, good. Thank you. Bye.